Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Rude Awakening podcast, and uh, we're feeling a little bit low on gas, aren't we? <laughs> What's going on? I thought you were telling me. <laughs> oh, now I'm the expert. <laughs> Shit. Now, it's been a strange couple of days, strange week. Uh, both with really big ups and downs, and but mostly uh, what we talked about last week. The passion is there. The ideas are just raining from the sky. Um, we're really seeing the relation between acting on your passion and letting the outcome go or letting the dynamics or the feedback come to you instead of chasing, chasing after it. But then again, the last couple of days waking up like, literally a train ran over me or feeling so tired or feeling such a big energetic shift and then putting a lot of things between um, what I think I can do or if I feel like this I can't do it or I need this first in order to move or I need this amount of money to do something so we really discovered the last couple of days uh there's still a lot that the human puts in between their passion and and the path to executing it, right? And and that's a weird dynamic that I, I thought I would be over. <laughs> it's a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> all of it. Yes. We'll be ending this podcast uh, right now and uh, do something else with our lives. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah, welcome everybody. We hope that your week was um, just as fruitful and insightful um, or entertaining as ours. Uh, you know, walking the talk, um, I think, is one of the one of the qualities that Jonathan and I share. And it's interesting to see, you know, when you say magic or bust, it all sounds pretty dandy. <laughs> and then living up to that. Uh, and holding ourselves and each other accountable for it, uh, that's where the fun begins. And that's also where the resistance has come up. And, um, you know, wanting to be in a different place, that's constantly something I have to um, speak, myself, speak to myself kindly about. Because... I want to have slept differently. I want my body to feel amazing. I want to be in a really good mood. I want to be inspired. I want to have a lot of wisdom that I can share here. I want to have a lot of clarity in my communication. I want to be able to pay my rent this month. You do? <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> so um, how the status quo can sometimes fool you into believing that you're less than. So we were thinking about what would be a great topic for this week? And um, what came through for me was permission granted. 
So that's going to be our topic. We're going to be your soul's advocate, dear listener, and we are going to grant you permission. Because that's what we find our um, moments of uncertainty, insecurity, um, incapability sometimes comes down to just waiting for permission, waiting for somebody to say, uh, oh, yeah, you've you've got it, you know, you can do it. And, you know, I totally believe in you. When ultimately we know we have to do that for ourselves. And I can already hear the reactions uh, <laughs> on our, our very uh, discerning listeners. Uh, we're not going to really grant you permission because we can't. You could, like Sandra said, you can only give yourself permission, really. But sometimes, God damn it, it's nice to hear it from the other. And we talked a lot about uh, having others as a witness or as accountability partners or, or buddy system, whatever you want to call it. But it is nice to sometimes hear, hear from another. You're there. You're done. Your journey is over. You've learned everything you want to learn. Now you're the magnet that attracts whatever you want to experience in your life. And you don't need anybody's permission. Permission is granted. You are your own permission. But sometimes the mind or the dualistic nature of your um, of your mind tricks you into thinking that I need to do this before I can do that. I need to have this before I can have that. Or I need to be this before I can be that. And it's it's I, it's still the kind of the ruins of <laughs> old dualistic living, right? And, and waiting for um, the stars to align, waiting for opportunities to uh, to be visible, rather than saying, you know, what, how, how do I want to experience my life now? And I, and it's interesting watching last night. Of course, I couldn't sleep because of all the energies and and listening to a quote of Edgar Tolle, which usually puts me right to sleep. So it was kind of a <laughs> conundrum in itself. But he also said, like, if you're stressing about something or if you're waiting for something, you've placed your present in the future or in the past. And I find myself doing that, you know, less and less. But the whole reason for this topic this week is that we catch ourselves and each other doing that, meaning me and Sandra. So it's interesting interesting topic that we could like okay let's unpack what we ran into uh, and what we feel surely a lot of other people might run into as well and i think um a few times in our talks the past weeks um you were speaking of how important it is to speak kindly to yourself yeah right and I think the PTSD and the exhaustion of that self-discovery journey coming to us to this point for well, we share a lot, you and I. Um, you're exhausted. You're you're kind of at a place where you know it's all within. You know you can't look on the outside for any more solutions. Um, you know what you why you're here, why what you want to experience, and how you want to apply things into your life. But it would be really nice, you know, if somebody, you know, the way that I speak to my dog, the way that I speak to my puppy, you know, oh, big stretch. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can do it. Come on, come on. It would be so great to have that, you know, that narrative in my head rather than the narrative of, oh, you know, I feel shit. I've got a stiff neck today. <laughs> yeah, I really deserve some R&R. &R. I really deserve this or that. It's just it's like... 
it's easy to say when you're completely energized and, and clear, and then it's really easy to, to stick to those principles. But yeah, I think we're really writing the, the rule book on, you know, we said this before, also with Root Awakening, um, uh, you know, being in balance is great when you're sitting on a mountaintop meditating for four years, but how can you be in balance with two screaming kids in the Albert Hein on Saturday, right? That's in the supermarket. That's a different thing entirely. So I think that's, we're writing, we're kind of writing the rule book on to be in the center of yourself and your passion and, and, and present without all of the old things that you believed you needed. But it's going beyond the limited experience. And if you're never in a limited experience, how can you go beyond? (laughs) It's a good one, yeah. Um, And and it's a choice, you know, like magic or bust last week. I think we also came to the conclusion that bust isn't really an option. So (laughs) it's really just magic. So coming to that place... We have two choices, magic or magic. Yeah, exactly. I think I'll have to think about that one. Um, Now that that is clear... The focus is clear. The we've cleared the pathway of um, dependencies, you know, to make sure that you know it's not outside anymore. It's here. How do I now talk myself kindly into? I have permission. I don't need to wait for anything or anyone. Oh yeah, but I feel shit. Okay, well, you know, get your act together too. You know why? Why wait? Like, what's what are the stories we're still telling ourselves of why we can't do things or feel a certain way when we know the key to manifestation is to already feel it, like it's already here. Yeah, like we discussed last week. Um, is it from a place of passion, and do you need anybody else to feel that passion? Yes or no? And if it's if it's if it's a yes, and if it's very expansive and not contracted if, if it's not in the future if there's no agenda or a path towards it more this is what i want to experience from this passion and now i i'm i'm like a you know like a like a like a child in in discovery like oh how is it gonna land on my doorstep but i've already created it from a from a good place and i let go of the outcome and now the feet you know and i've taken an action on it the first step and now i'm letting it get back to me i get the feedback around that subject um coming when it needs to and that sounds really really nice but then you put stuff gradually between it like like this is taking too long or it's not happening or i'm getting six no's where actually i said something from passion from a yes place and i'm getting six no's what the fuck's that all about but you're getting the nose, you're getting the feedback, you're getting the movement from taking the first action. And I think there, I think a lot of the times I didn't even take the first action. I, I, I laid in my bed or sat on my couch or stared at the horizon on the beach, proclaiming all these wonderful, oh, I would want to experience this and that's amazing. Never proclaiming it out loud or to another person as a witness. Uh, and also never really taking the action on it. An action without, you know, needing the permission from somebody else or a situation to be correct or the stars need to align. I like to do this. Um, it makes me happy. I'm going to assume it's already happened and now I'm going to figure out how it happens. Instead of 
I want to experience this. Now I'm going to proclaim it to somebody, but that somebody has to grant me permission or agree with me or do something. You know, that's always a, a covert little step that I, I proclaim it to somebody, but inadvertently wanting somebody's help. And if they don't give it, then I'm right back to square one. Well, it's diluting it, also diluting that clarity. Because if I assume that it's already decided because I made a choice, this is this is who I'm going to be. Because for me, it's much more broader than, you know, I can I can also translate it into smaller things. But for me, it's more of a broad choice of how I want to live. Um, if I assume that everything that um, I thrive on, that makes me happy, that excites me, that um, sort of facilitates all of my qualities, all of the things that I'm here for, that's a logical consequence of me being here. So it's already here. Now, am I going to talk myself out of it because I had a shitty night? Or because somebody else says, no, but you can't do that. So taking that ownership of it, not asking anybody else for permission, but giving myself constant, um, the constant reminder of, I've made that choice already. I don't need to remake that choice. I don't need to keep ordering the same or different dishes. But what what causes what causes the, the almost the dilution over time? And and you know it could be anything from from insecurity or or impatience or thinking you you see outcomes or feedback come back that does they don't belong to the orig original choice. But actually, it belongs perfectly to the original choice. It just literally releases a lot of things that you don't have any need for. But the human mind interprets it as like, if I ordered this and now I'm getting like four things that are counter. It isn't counter. It's just that your human has a very limited idea of what you ordered and what the outcome is going to be. But what, what, what do you think, in your case, in your life, what does, what does the dilution look like or where does it come from? Because, again, it's we say this a lot. Like we made, we made *Rude Awakening* the movie. Uh, we pretty much live the standard of what we talk about in the movie, and still we're dealing with this. So I think, you know, that's a very good sort of setup for like shit. You know, if if we're dealing with it, and a lot of our listeners dealing with it, when is it going to stop? Like when is it finally, when we're finally going to be to a place where it's sort of instant or sort sort of. I sometimes think we don't really want it. Like um, we do, you know, the clarity of the choice is there. The um, the connection to self is there. The knowingness is there. But I sometimes think that making things more difficult than they are is also a little bit the delay practice that we put into the mix. I know that that's true for me, that, as I talked about that last week, saying there's a part of me that kind of enjoys the stubbornness, that kind of enjoys not getting over myself, the complacency or the laziness, being in this mode seems easier than saying, okay, I'm now just going to 
make a movement, which I know already what makes me feel good. I know already what gets my energies moving and what will put me into a better place. And still, and you know, there's nobody holding me back. I'm not in a prison. I'm not, you know, I'm not subject to, thank goodness I live in a country where I am free to do anything I want to, unless I hurt somebody. Um, So the stories, I tell myself why I can't do it or why it's so difficult. It's, It's that muscle memory that is still active in the back of my mind because I think I need to dumb myself down. I need to put a delay into it because who knows, am I really ready for it? Am I really ready for magic? Or is my is my life ready for magic? What if everything turns upside down or, you know, now all of a sudden my kids don't want to have anything to do with me anymore? You know, like I lose the connections that I have and that I hold so dearly. So in a way, we rather not take the last step to see the clarity show up in our life because we're afraid that we're not ready to handle it. How do you see that? Yeah, I, I completely concur. <laughs> yeah, the, I think I think it's something else popped in when you when you said that. But I I feel for me that's very very true. It's it's like there's certain things that I know don't make me feel good, yet I stubbornly do them, keep doing them, because you know it's almost like yeah, but a I have control over it. Mm-hmm. It's a slight numbing mechanism as well so i don't have to feel what i really because i re- I know exactly what i need to do so the wisdom is so strong that I, I i can't even fool myself anymore so everything has to be deliberate so just sitting on you know instagram brain dead for three hours i can do it i know it's not good for me i know i could be doing 10 things that make me feel better but those 10 things feel like work it feels like a chore Oh, now I have to sit. It's almost like, you know, don't take my free time or my my, my playtime away from me. It's really sort of childish. And exactly that Instagram um, example, you know, I can I can lose all of my energies looking at the screen. Um, And, you know, part of that is a lot of fun. You know, dog videos, always fantastic. but then I go really, you know, I go off balance. I go into that complete, complacent, lazy mode. And then I keep watching my Instagram feed with motivational talks and with, you know, like. <laughs> so you put yourself in the most lazy form and then you watch. yeah. And then I get annoyed about, you know, the things that I've heard five million times. And, you know, I could do this so much better when it is a very deliberate action that I'm taking to dumb myself down yeah and is it is it also i mean this is how it works for me i dumb myself down or i watch stupid shit or whatever and i know why because there's 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 a lot of emotions a lot of feeling a lot of wisdom coming through because i'm i'm really ready in this in this part of the journey i'm really ready to live it ready to 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 completely throw the switch like we said last episode magic or bust to make a huge step into a completely different life or at least a different life in terms of how I create. Um, But it feels like the last bit of control It's almost like the human doesn't want to relinquish it because even though I don't know, I do things that are not good for me, the human is in control. This is the last thing that me as a human can control. 
and the reason I'm saying this, and, I'm, and I got this while you were speaking, the moment I really create, and, and, and in some circles you say the magi or the, the magician or you know, the master, whatever you want to put on that, but like create from inside out, from, from inner passion, inner knowingness, uh, nost sometimes people call it, uh, and letting the outcome free, but let everything come to you. So now you're the magnet and it, and whatever you set out, you attract instead of you have to plot a path, uh, walk, do all the steps or earn all the steps to get there. Um, Which makes it makes it tangible for the mind. Because it's steps it can control yeah. or it can it's steps it can procrastinate or it's steps that it can lament. Oh, my God, but there's this person on this fourth step that's holding me back. Nobody's holding you back. It just looks that way. While, while, and we had some really cool examples this week creating, um, you know, our next steps and our next moves, uh, which came really easily, which just literally fell from the sky, but, you know, tied into a lot of stuff we've been talking about for the last eight years. But none of those things, except for deep, deep, deep passion and a sense of that's what I want to be doing next or the rest of my life. You can't control shit. No. I can't control the outcome. I can't control the money flow. I can't... When it comes here, how it no, gets here. I can just say, that what makes me really, really, really happy. I have no clue how to do it. And actually, it turns out a day later, we did know how to do it. So, so that sort of fell into our laps. But I didn't know that before. So my human has no fucking control except over the execution part of it. So the impulse comes in, hey you need to write a document or you make an infographic that shows how this whole thing could work. And I had it almost like a mirage in my head, like a little snapshot. And I worked it on yesterday and one morning and in a couple hours, basically I had the whole plan done. So my human was very happy that, oh, now it can actually execute something. But the original idea wasn't my human. It was almost like a hologram that popped into my head. And then I... So again, you you it just changes the order completely the human is then or the mind is then in charge of translating the intuition translating the impulse translating that knowingness and that is such a counterintuitive step rather than thinking if i just start controlling a b the logical consequences c yeah it's doing it you know completely reversing the whole process and putting the human into a different position in the line and still absolutely necessary and absolutely requires that mental clarity of the human. Like, like Andrew said, structure. you know, the human is not the CEO anymore yeah. or the mind is not the, C the CEO anymore. It's the, it's and the sometimes, clerk. sometimes it, it's, uh, it pops up and it says, okay, now would be a great time if you just, because you deserve this, right? You deserve this bottle of wine. You deserve this three hours of mindlessly scrolling Instagram. And, and if, if you really deserve this, because there's also sometimes where I just make a choice and do it. And I don't really go that empty, but because I allow myself to do it. But it's it's very rare. Normally, it's it's fun the first 10 minutes, and then I just feel my energy just go down the toilet. But I, I kind of glossed over my own question to you um, by all the answers that are coming in. What do you think makes that or puts that delay in? So, so you, you, you 
feel something that you really want to experience through passion, you set it out there either by taking the first step or making somebody else a witness or both. And then sort of these things creep in, the mind taking over, uh, cause and effect, timelines, agendas, procrastination, uh, obstacles. What makes, what, what in this stage of the game makes that, makes those things pop up, you think? Just having too much old reference. That, that it needs to be in a certain order, that it needs to um, come in a certain way. And I can be really enthusiastic and follow my intuition and knowingness and, and know that that's right. And then somehow you just go, okay, so I've, I've put myself out there. I've applied myself. I've said this to this person. Now what? So I think it's not in the first or the second step. It's more than in the wanting to witness it unfold there's still an idea that it needs to come at a certain time in a certain way so it's controlling a certain person so it's controlling the dynamics because ultimately we are in this interactional experience called life where we use the other because um, otherwise, why stay on the planet, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's I, I I can use others for very pleasant experiences, but I also use others um, to blame, to um, you know, fool myself into believing that there's a certain dependency or whatever. So again, sovereignty works fantastically if I sit on the mountaintop and I'm I'm not interacting with life or other people. But as soon as I as I have the clarity within myself. I try to apply it into life, then I'm already back again into something that the mind knows how to do. And thinks it knows how to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, 1,274 <laughs> lifetimes. It's a very exact number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my mind likes to think. <laughs> now, and, and I, I love, because, you know, we had, we had some pre-talks before this podcast on the kitchen table. Sandra's legendary kitchen table, which will be auctioned off uh, <laughs> as a uh, <laughs> as a witness, as, as a, a witness. What do you call those things? As as an as an ancient relic <laughs> in, in, on this journey. Um, is that in in previous episodes and and, and all of the talks we were having uh, offline about asking people for what you need? I mean, we were really into that. Like you know, ask, be clear. Uh, what you feel so it's not an idea but it's a feeling of passion and then and then ask people that could help you what you need and that was great but there is you know what we've also felt there is also a little bit of an asterisk is that there is an inherent um problem in that or there could be if if you basically ask somebody to say like i i want to have a witness i want to have a witness to my passion but hidden within that asking the other is permission or is, but that person now needs to tell me, yes, I ask very clearly. I need this, this, and this, and this. And we play the card of like, no, no, but it's really open and have no agenda. <laughs> but half the time there is an agenda and we kind of know it too. 
Bobby, Bobby said, like, now I'm being really assertive. And I'm, I'm and that person isn't responding because, like, nothing worked the last. So that's basically his months. spiritual passive aggressiveness, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and arrogance. Yeah. Entitlement. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, you know, now I've. I've communicated and I, I was completely clean, but now the ball's in that court and you see it's not coming around. Yeah. And I found that fascinating because the more I agree, again, that legendary talk that we had uh, a month ago about worth, about value. I'm the brand. I'm the value. I'm the light. I'm the creator of my own reality. It's really starting to dawn on me what that means. Even my humans start to sort of slowly grasp it. But there is an inherent uh, entitlement. Now I'm going to be very clear, ask for what I want, and then the world would fall on my feet. Oh, my God, the standard spoke. And I'm like, no, it's still playing it through the outside. It's still the human dressing up as the, as the spirit or a human dressing up as the standard, playing the spiritual game, doing the same fucking thing as it used to. It's just dressed nicer. <laughs> and since we're in the business of magic or bust, so deconstructing everything to to the absolute minimum or to, to, to your own center point, your own passion, your own light. Uh, and it doesn't mean suffering. That doesn't mean another tour of duty, another, you know, endless fucking journey. We're there. We don't have we don't have to do those things anymore. But it is about deconstructing the last little hooks on the outside and then the moment those hooks are gone and we've already seen it with some things where we know it was really clean i'm not really so disturbed about the outcome or when the outcome doesn't come i immediately know ah it it that that you know there's cows in the background going yes <laughs> um nothing like the cow oracle uh, to it's the moo cast <laughs> to the moo cast um no, and it's funny because when there's no agenda, I usually I'm so open that I can also see, oh, there's no feedback coming. So that person or that action needs some more time or it just isn't working and that's okay. Let's try something else. Uh, so it doesn't have the same annoyance as something that I, I said, oh, I'm really clean about this. I'm so much passion and I asked what I want. I was really assertive. And then it doesn't happen. There's always a little bit like, eh. Yeah. A little bit of pain, a little bit of like, yeah, but I deserve this and it's not coming. And why does that person, this is a good one, why does that person not see the potential that I see? Yeah. They must still be a step behind me or, you know, they're not there yet. You know? And it's the same dualistic <laughs> game that I, you know, I pretended to, to be out of. So in a way, I'm still playing it. I think what's really interesting as I'm listening to you speaking so the human would like to have permission. This The human needs permission. Okay, so now, you know, now it is magic since there is no bust. So permission is granted. Fantastic. But what if that's not even a question anymore? It's more about also now taking the responsibility of fully showing up. So exchanging permission for responsibility it is my responsibility. Why the fuck am I still here? It's not even so. My human's gonna, uh, yeah, but you know, like I need proof and I need permission and I need to be, you know, entitled and deserving of that shit. And 
really, I'm just playing that whole waiting game myself. I'm creating the whole tension, the friction between my choice and my experience of it. I think that's fantastic. That's exactly what I feel is happening. And it's it's that old saying, better the devil you know, that it's kind of ironic that the, the, the human or the, the, the mental component or, or, you know, what we call the mind is asking for permission. Mm-hmm. But really, it is the one that gives permission. Because if the mind says, I don't have... I don't have a clue what the fuck's going on. Uh, I'll probably never understand it, but I've, I had enough reference to magic that I know when you, you get a hologram download or you get a an image that I usually trust it. And then when I get to, you know, work it out in details, that's a very nice, everything flows, everything is nice, but I don't understand it. Uh, but if the, if the human mind doesn't give permission to the divine we all know what happens mm-hmm. you can be as you know can be the greatest wizard the greatest enlightened being on the planet fuck all is going to happen because it, it, it that's kind of the irony you're because we're inhuman your humanness your mind has to grant permission to the divine the moment it doesn't the divine will just go all right you know, you're you're the master here, so I'm going to wait. I'm going to do another round, it, and it, it it goes another round. You know, around the sun, and waiting until you're ready. But the irony is, the human is waiting for permission. Yeah, it's actually the one that gives it. So that I think is a really old dualistic irony. Uh, I think that's kind of what we're in, what we're stuck in, and, and I think part of it is safety, because even though the mind makes very limited and usually very shitty decisions, it knows cause and effect. It knows when I do A, B, C, D, it will probably lead to E, F, and G. Most of the time now it doesn't, but you know it thinks it does. So it's really shitty. It's really archaic. It's really convoluted, small, and, 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 and slow. But at least it knows if I do this, then probably the outcome is going to be dup, 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 dup. In magic, or let's let's call it magic, or working from your intuition or your wisdom, uh, usually a thought pops in my head, an idea, which is the entire idea, and then I go, ooh, and then I deconstruct it. But I have no control when that idea pops into my head. It's just, it's there. And being kind to myself, uh, doing the things that, you know, make me happy, like taking a, a walk in the forest, or eating healthy foods or doing stuff that genuinely opens me up instead of closing me down makes that process go faster or more fluid or I can hear it better, but I can never control it. And that's something that the mind goes, look, I'm, I'm willing to grant you permission, but I have to know how it works. Well, because you expect things to happen in the in-between of the choice and the experience. There's still a linear path between the two. There's still, okay, here's the choice and there's the experience. But there is, you know, there is a certain distance between it. And within that distance, for me, is that's the comfort zone and that's the resistances too. So it's interesting, really honestly observing myself, how I actually enjoy the things that I complain about. So I like to say like, oh, that's not mine and that's somebody else's fault or whatever. But it's still that's that distance between A and B, the experience for me is that's the delay. 
and I love that quote of of anything happening in your life, uh, you must enjoy it because otherwise it wouldn't be happening again. Yeah. And it's really true. There is there is also an inherent sort of mini addiction to even sort of drama stuff. Like there's just no drama in my life whatsoever. Really, there isn't. But it's like every once in a while I watch something dramatic on TV or I have the choice to get really dramatic about something, which I don't really believe in. But it's almost like I almost miss it because it made me feel alive. It made me feel big ups, big downs, but at least, you know, I had a reference point. And, and now it's almost like you see it as a waveform. I, I used to be very up, very down. And I could appreciate the ups because the lows were also extremely deep. And now it's almost like a flat line. Um, so it's almost like, oh, my humanness goes like, well, if you know, if that's my experience as a human, that's kind of boring. So if 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 the whole human experience is about the distance from A to B, if that's how you define yourself and you know feel yourself, would you even want to trade that in? Would you be ready to say? Um, I'm giving permission to give up my comfort zone and just be in the experience now. And you, you're giving, and you're giving up a, a type. I think a type of humanness. And so, first of all, you're saying yes to I don't know what's going to happen. You're saying yes to a higher power, which is basically your own higher self. Okay, you handle it because I have no clue what's happening, but I can control anything. The big highs, the big lows stop, and before magic really comes into your life, there's a there's a moment of where that line is pretty much flat and you think well is, is this this is kind of not fun it's very well, and again the human observes it and has an opinion about yeah it. it's because not fun it's not yeah. because when you when you're in the experience of that you just go there's nothing better like you know you would n never want to go back to anything else but to be in that flow of synchronicity of connection of no resistance and just pure expression but for the human, it's boring. That's why, you know, you always said, yeah, I don't actually know if I really want to have that super spiritual experience within my life because, you know, I'm not ready to just trade in my life for the harp on the cloud. And what would be left of my human? Because there's all kind of some aspects that I like that is funny and sarcastic and dark. And, and I love to play with that. Funny thing is they, they have not gone. They just lost a lot of the need to be very dark mm -hmm. to feel something. Now it's more, you know, a joke than anything else. The need for contrast. Yeah, but I think the, the the full magic, and maybe that's it as well. The full blast of magic and synchronicity and wisdom, like over time, like like experienced for for a year. Like sometimes, I remember in my past doing spiritual courses for when I was twenty one. And then, you know, in 10 years, maybe you have three or four spiritual experiences where you go, oh, my God. And it lasts like 1.6 seconds and with the greatest orgasm you ever had or the greatest epiphany. And then you spend the rest of the 10 years after chasing, chasing it down. Yeah. Now those periods are much longer. Uh, and if they're not, I know the dynamics behind it or how to get out of the way to get them back. But having experienced them for long, sustainable periods—I'm talking months and years—I thought I don't think any of us have have had that yet, or maybe the occasional one, 
listening, uh, please let us know how, how you do it. But I, I think that's also scaring the human. So it did all these amazing, fantastic spiritual trips, it deconstructed the human. It did, it did its homework five times over. Um, and now we're there. Now we're not on a journey anymore. We're, 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 we're at the finish line looking a little bit confused. We know how it works. We know how the dynamics work. We even know how our human reacts to it. But now it's the allowing that to to be your life, to be that that in that state pretty much constantly. And I don't think we have that experience yet. No. So the human is kind of right in saying it's really great on paper, but show me the money, show me that so. that that's true, and and not the same you know carrot on the stick of well now you have you know you have that experience ten minutes a week instead of. 10 minutes every 10 years yeah it's progress but it isn't exactly fun and maybe also hope plays a big role into that whole creating the tension because i'm a very hopeful romantic i don't like the term hopeless romantic like for, i am a very hopeful person so i have a lot of hope and i'm very positive about knowing how the experience can be, how easy it can be, what synchronicities and everything. But it's almost, you know, I've I've such big hope for it that I'm not ready to trade that hope for a reality that could be disappointing. And what is hope but another idea? I mean, yes, it's 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 can also be very uh it can also be free, I feel. You can have hope for a better future or better, which is very sort of nondescript. But for me, usually hope also holds a lot of ideas. Oh, it's hope for a better future. And it looks like, it looks like this. So I think, again, it's a control. It's the human waiting. Is it safe? Is it sustainable? Uh, can I reproduce it? Can I trust it? Um, it's still sort of like... It's almost the analogy of the ship is leaving, like the, the magic the magic boat. Um, and it's going, you know, very slowly off the dock. And you have, you know, there is a window where you can jump back on it or decide to stay on the dock. And the dock is just, you know, industry and clouds and, and smog and, you know, but at least you know where everything is. The boat is leaving to God knows where. Uh, you can't really see the end destination, just that it's leaving. So... Maybe it's also being really nice to the human and saying, yeah, you're you're asked to bet the house and everything you know and stand for if you want to experience magic, like we said last week. It, it's kind of a leap or, or like, a, like a do or die or like a leap or not leap scenario. You, you can't do it in small steps. Those, those whole um, past years on that you know coming more and more into the realization of i am that already you know um have been years of a lot of letting go releasing and also therefore creating a lot of space in my mind of stuff that i don't need to deal with anymore but the mind is still the same size so i'm now being invited into not thinking anymore you know and and that's scary for for me as i am 
you know, I pride myself to be very self-reflective. I pride myself to make the right choices and everything. So now what happens if all of those words that we are filling these talks with, all of the thoughts that I'm filling my mind with, that's also done. Like I'm noticing, how's that for you? And you know, like how, how bored we sometimes also get of even talking about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Same, the same loops. Yeah. And we just keep changing some analogies for, for even better analogies, but the same fucking analogy. Yeah. It's the same loop. And that's what I find to myself. And I have to, I have to sometimes be careful not to be, to get harsh. Cause it's, it's even my mind kind of knows that it's the same. Cause you know, yeah. like the analogy of all the roads, I've went into every alleyway about 10 times because I'm a stubborn mofo. So I, I, I really know the whole map. And now packaging is, no, this is a completely new avenue. And then she's basically like, no, it's the same street. Yeah. You just package it differently. Oh, shit. Because when I do choose something really new or just completely surrender to, I have a passion and even waiting to take a step on that passion f when it feels right. And, and the difference between if that's, if, is that a mental blockade? Am I just putting a lot of stuff in between to, to prevent myself from making a step because maybe there's disappointment or what if it doesn't work out? I can't handle another disappointment. So I, I put all these things in between, but when it's really time to wait and, and the passion is really pure and, and there's not a lot of details on it, it's it's fine. I know I know it will be there, and then usually within hours, it something pops in my head, or I sleep over it, and you're like, ah, that's what I should should be doing, and then I do it. There's not even a there's not even a oh I will be doing it tomorrow. I just literally find myself doing yeah. it. So it's the beingness versus the doingness, or the thinking the thinking it versus the 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 feeling it and being it. So I, I do know the difference. I, I do know when it's completely new and when it's the same old road. It's the over-mentalizing shit. You know? So I get extra annoyed with myself, which then isn't really handy for the whole guilt and shame thing. When I make a decision, which is completely informed by the old, uh, and, and, and then I'm struggling with the steps and blaming other people. And I'm like, fucking hell, but you're doing, you're, this is the old. And I know it usually while I'm doing it. So there's not that, that you know, what we had months or, or years ago where you do something, you, you, you get the outcome, it's not so nice. And then months later, you realize what that was and how you prevented yourself from really you know, experiencing magic. Now it's real time. Sometimes even before you do something, you kind of know already where this is going. So I can't sell my, which is also kind of what, the human laments about or is, is sad about, I can't even sell myself the old tricks. So tiring out the human. Literally. <laughs> until it sort of gladly um, hands in that comfort zone of I'm creating more problems than there are. I'm creating more friction just because, you know, I'm bored or whatever. But knowing that ultimately that has to go to all of those that whole distance that I'm putting in between me and just being in the experience of having it and being, you know, like completely being fulfilled with that knowingness and just going out into life, you know, this is 
remember like all of the um stories and excuses why you can't go and you know go to a party or whatever oh yeah no it's muggles and you know it's like weird energy and <laughs> i don't want to taint my you know purity or whatever like all of those fucking stories or have to look a certain way or and it's really nice with this podcast because that's exactly like whether we we're at the top of the world or our heads fall off, we, we do this fucking podcast. Yeah. So I don't care if you feel, you know, just you know, cry about it on your podcast. At least you're, <laughs> you'll be sharing something vulnerable and personal and maybe it helps others. But don't lay in bed. Don't don't pretend the world is ending or stopping because you have pain in your left foot. You know, so it's all I'm also very, very bored with that part of my self uh bring all these things and, and, it, and it's you know it, it now that i think of it it's so ironic that the human waits for permission and it, it, it waits for permission on the outside or permission for the stars to align or or even permission for the magic to show it one last time it's real you know while it is the one that gives needs to give itself permission to let go but yeah. basically it's only permission you need is the permission to be totally confused, so acknowledge the human part for what it is. It's a very confused clerk. <laughs> you know, it used to be the CEO. It got demoted. It doesn't know its head from its ass, and and it's just it's just acknowledge it. So so that's being kind to yourself. It's completely confused, and then tell it gently. You are the only one that says. You know what? I give permission to surrender. I have I I understand one millionth of this story. You have my permission to just come in, and sometimes I will freak out and I'll revoke the permission. Be gentle, talk to me, because I'm completely confused. I'm sitting in my archive. None of the the drawers open. Everything is you know all over the place. Nothing is alphabetical anymore. Yeah. So it you ask it to surrender its last, you know, vestige of structure and 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 logic. So be kind to it and, and, and then say, well, relinquish it anyway. It needs to unravel, I think. It needs to have that space to allow itself to think, to talk about it, to to tire itself out and to come to that conclusion that, you know, resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's much better things ahead. So... Um, I think we we very fittingly also set this podcast up to now come to the next phase of, you know, okay, we've talked a lot about the journey. We've talked a lot about Rude Awakening, the inspiration that we got from the quotes coming to the phase of magic or bust. You know, you have permission. How much longer are we going to talk about all of this? Yeah, and, and it's and it's 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 a great tool for us to reflect on you know, when we said this a thousand times, all re roads lead to the same inner sanctum. That's magic. That's knowingness. That's synchronicity. But that's also surrender. Yeah. That's almost the permission. Once the human gets out of the way and says, you have permission, uh, it surrenders. And you surrender into a bigger part of yourself that, that you then bring in. Um and there's nothing more to it. All actions that I take, even though it feels like a detour or delay or bad feedback, right? All lead me to that same point. So now that I know this, 
I might as well just head straight for, you know, yeah. I don't need to detour because I know exactly where I'm going and how to, how to do it. Just granting myself or getting the permission of the human part that's completely confused to surrender like we do in the movie. Like you, you know, a guy with a sword is, is running towards you and you just sit down and you, 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 you drop your weapons. And the mind is a very powerful tool slash weapon. So... And in answer to your question, like, what do we talk about? I think the next logical step is talking with other people. Yeah. Uh, and and changing, you know, exchanging stories like we do with each other. But it's, it's I, I have not a lot of questions anymore. I think the dynamic of this new phase is really, really clear. I think the only thing is getting out of my own way and doing it. Tiring itself out, letting it speak, letting it be confused, sometimes lamenting, oh, the good old days. They weren't really good old days. No. <laughs> but again, the hopeful romantic. Yeah. It's also romantic about the past. Yeah. Um, and I think the next step is really inviting other people to come on, on the show and, and, and talk about their experience because we pretty much have the same path, but there could be wonderful stories out there of people just... You know, almost like like you want to make a movie about it, the, the path that they walk. But ultimately, I think they would end up in the same spot as us, just through maybe different journey or different expressions. Yeah. And and again, sharing how important it is, um, the feedback that has reached us through emails and comments on social media, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Um, that you guys just feel, okay, here is somebody who says what I've been feeling and somehow noticing that there's a red thread running through all of our experiences. There's a, there's this theme where you can almost say like, okay, I'm having a shitty day. You're having a shitty day. Here's 10 other people having a shitty day. Um, let's look at the bigger picture. You know, the bigger, the bigger energy works, the bigger magic, um, is really at play and it is showing up uh, constantly as a new reference so the more we talk about it the more we remind each other of it's here already and that really you know stops the whole narrative of the mind wanting to be separate yeah wanting to be you know like oh you see i'm lonely and nobody understands me nobody gets me you know I'm the poor me and everybody else is just having this fantastic life. And no, it's not. It's everybody is going through their trials and tribulations. So we're hoping that we could bring a little bit more uh, relatability and a little bit more understanding to the journey that you might be having too. And we're super happy to hear from you. And you could write to us um, on our podcast email, podcast at rudeawakening-film.com. Um, we're feeling that this uh, season one of our Rude Awakening podcast is coming to an end. But um, don't despair. <laughs> <laughs> There's much more goodness uh, coming up. And we are we are in the process of figuring out what the next steps are. Yeah. Absolutely. And and we feel after next week's episode, which it will be episode 10, mm -hmm. we feel that is the wrap up of the first season. Yeah. We're definitely going to continue this because it's just too yeah. much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but the format might change a little bit and, and we might actually just like flow with the dynamics of, of the actual journey as it's unfolding for, for a lot of people rather than keep talking about rude awakening. So 
there might be, you know, different topics. Uh, we might ask some of you to be on our show, but that will be, uh, I think that will all be clear over time what that will Absolutely. do. Absolutely. What do you need permission for, Jonathan? Can I grant you permission for anything? <laughs> I feel permission just to have fun and, and not have a reason to have fun. Granted. Thank you. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Should have done this nine years ago. And then get mad at you for like, you waited eight years. How dare you? And, how's it, and for you? No, you're not going to get out of that easily. No, okay. <laughs> Um, permission to claim my own self-responsibility in all of this. I, you know, the, the whiny days are over. The wine days are coming. <laughs> Cheers. Now, I really feel, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting to the point where I just want to be in life and experience it and, and communicate with all life around me. This is who Sandra is. Sandra is a hopeful romantic because she's living it. Not waiting for it anymore. Permission granted. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, if any of you feel that you need a little bit of um, guidance or just to, to be in a space where somebody listens to you because you might not have um, the, the beautiful um, gift of a Jonathan or a Sandra next to you, you can also contact me, Sandra, uh, or Jonathan and just maybe uh, come into that place of having half an hour um, of, a, of a coaching breathing session. Um, I also offer that and we would like to explore with you guys. Um, what's the topics that get you going? So maybe maybe put this out there that next week's topic is the audience suggestion. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've done enough talking uh, for nine episodes for the 10th. Uh, I feel it's going to be a really nice wrap up of the season. But yeah. let let's let's let our, our um, I was going to say viewers, that might be coming next too. Um, <laughs> hint hint hint. Uh, but let our listeners come up with uh, yeah. What's the wrap up topic? What's yeah. the last, the last topic of episode ten? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as ever. Um, Rude Awakening is available to watch for free uh, on our website rudeawakening-film.com there's also the premium package if uh, you still want to hear some people talk about their journey um, go to our website as well and click on the bonus pack and you can see um, how much goodness um, is in there share and have a beautiful weekend enjoy your weekend, bye, bye.